Welcome everybody out to episode 96 of Utah in the Weeds, a discussion about cannabis and cannabis culture here in Utah. I'm your host, Tim Pickett. Today, our interview is with Bijan Sakaki and Paul Henderson. Bijan is the founder of Beehive Medical Cannabis Pharmacy here in Utah, and Paul also is one of the partners. Paul is also the CEO of High Times, uh, really the largest, essentially, media group for cannabis in the cannabis space. And we talk a lot about his uh, High Times' opening of dispensaries in California and how that, uh, you know, what started out as a magazine and writing articles has become a full-fledged vertical offering in the cannabis space. We also talk a lot about Beehive Medical Cannabis Pharmacy here in Utah with Bijan. Uh, really great sesh with those two. It was super fun and perfect uh, intro into the week of 420. You know, when I was growing up, uh, I was going to rodeos around July 4th, and that was always called the Cannabis Era Cowboy Christmas. And 420 seems to be Cannabis Christmas or the Hippie Holidays, uh, whichever you prefer. This is a great week for Utah Therapeutic Health Center, our Spirit Week. Uh, as a healthcare company that is focused on bringing cannabis into legitimate medicine. It's super fun this week uh, for us as well. Beehive Medical Cannabis Pharmacy here in Utah is on 1991 South, 3600 West. Uh, it's right off of the, two, the 21st South Freeway headed west. Uh, if you had thought about going out to uh, Wendover and getting your cannabis this week, just get off of 3200 West there on the 2100 South Freeway and just, uh, yeah, just stop in here in Utah. Save yourself the trip and the legal problems with going out to Nevada and just stop here. We've got a clinic across the street uh, that'll be open all week um, right there across from Beehive. And it's a great place. They've got drive-through. They've got online ordering. Uh, they've got a huge parking lot there. And they're going to have an event on 420 with special discounts. And we'll be there as well. Uh, stop by and see us. Stop by and see the other vendors. Just an exciting week all around. And uh, enjoy this episode, this discussion with Bijan and Paul. Your name first, because then I got to get that right. Paul Henderson. CEO of High CEO Times. CEO of High Times. High Times, just High Times. It was High Times Magazine. Some people still refer to it as that name, but yeah, High Times. We're branched off into a bunch of different directions now. And Bijan, we've had you on the podcast before. Yes. We even heard about all of your um, paintball. That was history. old world. Yes. Your old world <laughs> old stuff. Old world. Um, Bijan Sakaki, uh, CEO of Beehive. World's best. Utah Cannabis Pharmacy. Yes. You heard it from Tim, not me. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. So Beehive Pharmacy, we've got Buzz, we've got Beehive Gardens. Buzz and Beehive Gardens are the are the, the brand names because you're vertically integrated? Correct. We're one of the four vertically integrated groups. So Beehive Gardens is... Not, that's not well known, I think. Okay. I think that it's well-known that Wholesome and Perfect Earth with True North mm -hmm. is Cure Leaf now with Trike. But I think that's there's true. there are there are a <laughs> few. Dragonfly is also <clears throat> but that's Dragonfly. But that's because we did not start out that way, right? Uh, we were retailers and we had the chance to acquire the license from Harvest. And okay, so, so Harvest was, was the, the initial, grower. Correct. And then you acquired that. Yep. Paul, did you, were you involved in the whole thing the, all along? Yep. Because I don't, we met, I think we met originally. Maybe around the opening of Beehive in Salt opening. Lake. Yeah. 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 Um, not as long as Bijan, but uh, well before the laws had passed, Bijan and I had got together and started talking about what Utah would look like. And then I was going to be a small advisor just to help out with what I had done in the California market. And then that just kept snowballing into a larger, larger, you know, role. And then Bajan and I actually wrote the applications ourselves. We didn't hire law firms. Oh, uh, wow. And so, yeah, I was there all along with the uh, coming in ninth place on cultivation, first loser, uh, all the way through to, you know, top application on the retail side. How does that, I remember that because I was, uh, we, I was lifting weights with Sean 
Hammond mm -hmm. at the time that all those applications were being processed. And then the, you know, the losers and the winners. Mm -hmm. They all get their emails. Right. And they're like, hey, it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it uh, wasn't you. What does it look like to, to lose and then try to get Harvest's license or how did that play out? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a longer journey than that. Yeah. Um, you know, like helping stand some things up and then stepping away from it and then really digging in with Beehive once retail came through. So, you know, everything comes back full circle and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that this was like a, I mean, an overnight thing. This is, we've been putting in 10 plus years into this thing. Yeah. So it, it's just like the re-evolution of it. So we missed out on cultivation. We got retail and we had a fortunate opportunity to help manage and operate one of them mm -hmm. um, early on. And then given that multi-state operator situation, um, divestiture of assets, et cetera, you know, we were able to then, while we already were managing it, we were consuming all the output from it anyway. Um, it, right. gave, it gave us the ability mm -hmm. to now throw metaphorical gas on the fire and then start increasing the quality and some of the outputs and the SOPs. The story is interesting too, because I'm kind of a nerd in the cannabis space in the sense that like I'll listen to earnings releases and I'll read like MDNA, what the companies put out as part as part of their quarterly earnings releases. And I actually saw in one of those that Harvest had said that their board of directors and management had come together and decided to divest of a bunch of assets in non-core states. So states outside of Arizona and California and a couple of the where they wanted to double down because they only have limited funds and bandwidth and they can't be everywhere. And so when I saw that, um, High Times had actually done a deal with Harvest to buy some retail stores in California. So I reached out to the M&A guy saying, hey, I see that you guys are going to divest of non-core assets. You didn't get retail in Utah. Any chance you want to sell your Utah cultivation? And he's nice. like, uh, I don't know, maybe. And then that just started the conversation. And it took good, uh, got a good year or so. Or year and more, a half. Year and yeah, a half year and to and actually half. go through. Mostly because it was kind of the first transfer of ownership license in the state of Utah. And nobody yeah. wanted to run afoul, didn't know what to do. And so they, they really took their time from a, a regulatory process to understand. That is the Department of Health over that or the Department of Ag over that? That was the Department, Department of, Ag. of Ag. Yeah. And they, uh, they work hand in hand with the Attorney General's office. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, they really went through. And um, the first time you do anything is going to be the most challenging. And so... It was a good experience for both people to 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 know like what, what kind of undertaking that requires. So, but there since there since you that transition of ownership with Harvest and now you're vertically integrated, you're not the only ones who've done that, right? Then that's correct. Then Cureleaf, did, Cureleaf that with, did that with Trike, trike. correct? Um, and then, um, well, and then it did it went the opposite way with uh, Zion and Bloom. Correct. Zion worked in alignment with with the retail the operation. Retail. And now I guess if you drive down there, their sign even says Zion Medicinal on the wall. Well, okay. Oh, really? So, so technically it. then the number then would be six. Six vertically, op, six vertically integrated operators. Okay. Got it. Huh. Wow. And you know, while, while a lot of people think vertically vertical integration is the solution to everybody's problems, it I mean, it poses its benefits, absolutely, but it also has a lot of challenges because then, you know, people have a different market strategy. People are cultivating with different intent. Some cultivators here are cultivating strictly for extraction, for for gummies and for distillates. You know, other people I've are, been there. And and so, and, and there is no right or wrong. It's no, just it's a just different, a different, different well, strategy. That's what's been so fascinating for me. To, to be on the medical side, but then to also start to get relationships with all these, both the retail, the, the processors, the growers, the vertically integrated, the non-vertically integrated, and see the different personalities of the companies and what their skill set is, mm -hmm. right? What, what types of products they, they believe are going to benefit the market or the patient base. Yep. And that's been... That's been as fascinating as anything. It's hard. I mean, and, and it's hard and you're, and everyone's going to have an opinion. Like what totally. we do. We do it right. We're the only <laughs> ones who do it right. We're the only ones right. who make medicine. Oh no, we're the only ones. Who or, do it. or if you go this way, you're going to have five people that say, great, they went left. And half the people say, well, why didn't they go right? Yeah. You know? And so no matter what you do, people always have an opinion. And so our strategy is different than other people's. We want to have 
only we like our motto internally is no boof, like no uh, mids. We don't want any mid grade. If if we're, if I'm not going to consume it, if our team's not going to consume it ourselves, we don't want it coming out of our facility. Do you feel like that's that's what uh, somewhat sets you apart from some of the other license holders in Utah? Is that history of being somewhat of an expert consumer or in this space longer than other people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Bajan from a consumer perspective, but even I've been in the California space for six years. So understanding just the market and what works, what doesn't, if you're everything to everybody, you're nothing, right? And so you need to pick a lane and you need to stick with it. And that's what we've picked, you know, is, you know, Bajan won't consume it. If I won't consume it, then you know, we're not going to sell to our patients, even though that's a low price point, maybe a much lower price point. Uh, it just, we don't feel it's the right thing to do. And and so with that, you know, we've got, yeah. you know, our garden, we've got 60 lights right now and we're putting out a decent amount of flower, but over the last six to seven months, like this, this green crack that I just cracked open has definitely, I mean, this is our, our number one. That's our number yeah, one the, seller. And then to me, Paul, we're sitting, we're just sitting just far enough away. And then, oh my God, the con- the, in the conference room. And then the ice cream cake too. Like, very, I mean, I like, love, like very, very different and they do very different yeah, they things. Both, they're both so different in the, the smell. But it's also a different, like, it's a different growing style, right? So our patients are seeing the difference in what we took over, which was the Harvest brand. And now coming out with Buzz and same genetics, just different process, right? Layering in some skills and growing from different operators, bringing in some of our friends to overlook things and and give us advice and making tweaks. And all of a sudden the output becomes that much better. And so it's fun. How does your background in high times? Well, when did you become CEO (laughs) of high times? Because so we interviewed I, uh, Stormy. Yeah, Stormy. Yeah, yeah who's here in Utah point, too. Who's here in funny. Utah, right? So I um, actually joined and consulted with High Times in October of 2019 until January of 2020. I then became president and COO at that time. And I was I was uh, held that position until January of 2022. So about two years. And I was just named CEO recently. So fairly new uh, in the CEO role, but I I joined High Times to pivot them from just media and events into plant touching. So retail stores, branded products, and we're doing a bunch more licensing now. So I've been there through that whole evolution. So taking on the CEO role was a pretty simple transition. What do you, um, we all know High Times is the magazine, Mm -hmm. right? Originally. Yeah. And the events um, that they put on. Mm Mm-hmm like the the competition events. And I don't know much about that. What What's yeah. that like? So we have basically, think about it as business verticals. So we have uh, media, we have events, and then now we have the plant touching world and licensing. And so the media is, is also the magazine. Uh, it still is the magazine. We still produce 10 physical copies a year. We've talked about going all digital, but it's like a staple on a coffee table. People love it. So we still produce that. Um, and then we have hightimes.com, which is online. And then we have all the social media, which I believe we have about 12 million followers across our media channels, social media. And so that's one business unit. And then the events, mostly we're known for Cannabis Cup events, which basically crowns the best weed by market across the country and sometimes globally. And so we would, I'll tell you, historically, we would go into a market, the brands would submit <clears throat> all of their entries, which sometimes they're collabs between companies to create the best flower or best concentrate. Uh, they submit it to the cup. We would have 20, 25 well-known judges, which would consume all the product. And then we would announce the winners at a weekend festival, right? Music and vendors and food and all that. And um, so COVID shuts that whole world down, right? We had a whole slate in 2020 of those events. So we canceled them. And then we actually pivoted very quickly and we productized the Cannabis Cup. And what I mean by that is we actually went to every market again. We had the brands contribute their products to be judged, but we built those into kits, which are actually a cannabis cup backpack. And then we worked with retailers to sell those kits to the public for the first time ever. 
And then the public actually had the chance to submit their entries for uh, judging. So the public became the judge. So we call it the Cannabis Cup People's Choice Edition. And we've been running those incredibly successfully over the last two years during COVID. Do you think the people choose better weed than the judges? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I'm not the one that's going to say, but at least now we give a voice to kind of the people and it's yeah. all aggregate and it's thousands of entries versus 25. So, yeah. you know, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, it is the people's plant, yeah, right? We, maybe we get to choose. So, so we have the events business and then we are now operating seven retail stores in California uh, and two delivery hubs, which are non-storefronts. So we deliver in the Sacramento area and the Los Angeles area. And then how's also, that going? It, it's it's going well. So California is in a bit of a flux right now. It's in an interesting point in time, mostly around the competition with the illicit market. And I would there's say, still a bunch of competition with yeah, the illicit market. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at California as probably a ten billion dollar market, and there's three billion of legal sales. So probably seventy percent is still in the illicit market there. So it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, I would say last year you saw stimulus checks being given to people. People were at home, so they were consuming weed even when they were, they were working. Oh, we so had sales a, we, we definitely had a bump in visits that week. Yeah, and for the few weeks after, not yep. like a noticeable. Every time those checks would come, and Infl influx of people, you'd have an influx of people with, yeah, with it was money wild. to spend. We saw exactly in stores people coming yeah. in. They had money to spend. They spent their disposable income with us, uh, or it's a general industry. Uh, the problem now is is that that money's gone, and you see the overall market in the legal space down about twenty percent year over year in the retail sales. You've seen that with um, stock prices. Of, that too, even of, more so. I yeah, mean, market caps are down 50, 70% yeah. of cannabis companies. Yeah. yeah. And so we feel fortunate because we're not down that. I mean, we're basically e either even from last year or up in many stores. And so I, I preface that to say California is in a tough spot. We're actually doing quite well. Um, and for example, we launched a, a line of High Times branded products, so flour, pre-rolls, uh, vape cartridges, and the brand was selling extremely well in our own store, but we didn't know if that was because, oh, people are coming to a High Times store and they buy High Times product. Okay, it makes sense. But we took over a store in downtown Oakland that we did not rebrand as High Times, but we are managing it today. We put the High Times branded product simply on the floor just to see what would happen. No marketing push, no bud tenders pushing it. And it became a top three selling brand against all the legacy California brands overnight. And so we know that the name holds cachet. Like you, yeah. you just, you know, people know about it. You just don't know if it translates into actually like buying products in a physical storefront, but it does. I mean, it, it does make sense. And you're the only company that I've ever heard of that went that direction, right? Yeah. Went from the the marketing the advertising the content yep. into retail and product yeah branding and it's so and it's, it's got to be an advantage it, uh, i mean massive, obviously it's a massive, massive advantage, advantage. You, you just told yeah. the story is it's that a, coming here uh not yet high times is i think too recreational for the utah market the name just simply yeah like, it probably was in the bill. I'll have to ask. Like that <laughs> like does, you can't use that, high. That like, gives off a recreational disposition, sure, sure. but but it but that also, you know, just just because, you know, Paul works at High Times, we're not gonna try and backdoor, you know, a High Times deal out here just for all you regulators. Just for the just, just for, the, for regulators, the regulators, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, exactly. That wasn't the point of bringing Paul. No. On no. 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 <laughs> no. In fact, I was not at High Times when we first started Correct. working on this. It, I was the CEO of another. No, company. and that, I think yeah. so that everybody hears this as a listener and the regulators. We try. We on the medical side, you on the production, the retail side. We do try to keep well within the guidelines of the regulations. We don't necessarily, of course, we want to push the access for, for more and more people because we're all believers and advocates that it's a safe substance, that we should all be able to safely use it in an educated way. But we're not trying to break the rules, right? Like we're trying Agreed. to live within those, those rules and we're just trying to, we're trying to do what democracy was designed to do, change the system from within. And on that too, when we have such red tape around what we can do, how do you differentiate yourself between other operators? Like we said before, there is no right or wrong. Everybody, sure, every retailer, every cultivator, every processor 
But you're trying to tell that story of what makes you different. And when you can't market that story, then how's anybody supposed to find out? Right. So it's a little bit of a conundrum. It's an evolution. And quickly you get, um, you get retailers with, uh, reputation without doing anything like good for good or for good or bad for good or bad. Right. I think dragonfly, um, had, had some good things and, and suffered in some ways in the beginning. Everybody seems like they've, they've had that, you know, and to that point, they're the first. You yeah. know, so like, you know, there's, there's everything, there's pros and cons to everything, you know, every, every operator, every group has their strong suits. I think every store is, you know, has a different vibe. And so that attracts different patients for different reasons. And, and I think when you, when you look at home delivery, I think that is a different experience than what you're used to right now in the store. So when you talk differentiation, you know, you lose that experience factor. So you have to go with either product or, or uh, availability. Mm. We can vape a little of that. Yeah. Let me load up uh, this volcano here. Going back to the differentiation though, what's interesting, most people don't realize one, we took a lot of heat as high times early on about, um, being a media company and moving into retail, right? We were told, Hey, stay in your lane, do what you do, you know, which is media, who but, told uh, you that? Oh, a lot of industry people, because I think they're worried about the competition. Well, of course, they, over. they, they don't did. have. Yeah, they they don't want you. I mean, you got twelve million followers. Yeah, yeah. of course they don't yeah. want you involved. And so it's funny, right? Because it, and I always explain that you look, learned we're how a media. To, you company. learned how to advertise. Yeah, we're a media company that's becoming a cannabis company, and people like and I use the example at the time of MedMen. They are a cannabis company, but they were trying to become a media company, right? So every cannabis company tries to become a media company because it's an acquisition. It's a customer acquisition game in California and beyond in the recreational market, right? So they launched, like MedMen launched Ember Magazine and they're pushing their social media. Those are all assets we already have. We're just now slowly transitioning into the the actual cannabis space. So anyway, it's been a phenomenal change. And I talk a lot about going horizontal across our business verticals. So what I explain there, for example, uh, we run a cannabis cup in California. We crown the best winners of, let's say, the Southern California market. We then guarantee distribution of those winners in our stores. And we actually create a separate section for the winners that year, their products in our retail stores, right? So we're doing things we've never been able to do before. And we're going across our cannabis cup vertical and our retail vertical. Um, the other perfect example, too, is cannabis cups. If anybody's listening, uh, has ever been to one in California or beyond, um, we historically made money through ticket sales, sponsorships, and vendor booths, just like any other event company. But now, because we're a retailer in California, we can actually sell the weed directly to the people. So historically, the vendors would have their own retail license. They would sell. And we would just say, hey, you can go ahead and sell. No problem with all the people. So if we bring 50,000 people to an event over a weekend, those vendors going forward this year and beyond are going to check their product into us as the retailer. And then we're going to manage sales across the whole venue. So instead of generating a million in sales per cannabis cup, we'll generate six million over a weekend in cannabis sales and tickets. So again, horizontal across verticals. We have the audience. Now we're monetizing the audience. Wow. I mean, it's risky. Plant touching honestly sucks from a, from a regulatory well, perspective. I know. I it's mean, so much taxes, you, you're not I, plant touching. No, I'm not plant touching, but I cannot bank. They don't believe me. <laughs> they don't believe I me know. when they look me up online right. and they're like, well, you're, you're a marijuana company. It was like, I don't it, touch the plant. So I don't it, process. I don't do anything. Just please. I, it was the do, same. Do you thing. need a bank? No, I, I bank with you. Okay. I bank at the same place you do because okay. they're the only bank in Utah yeah. that understands both sides of it because they understand the yeah. producer side. And that's they know honestly a big, a-, a big silver lining of our market is you have operators like that it, in California uh-huh. for, oh, gosh. I mean, it was cash all day. And, and, yeah. and you, you imagine the even risk in you the, take. Even in the medical side of things, we're, we're down. We take, um, we take a small, a much smaller percentage of cash now than we did before. But in the beginning of the, the program, 
people were coming to me for medical visits and expecting they had to pay cash mm. just right just, off the front. Yeah. And I take their HSA card. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, and that was really <laughs> wild for people. Wow. Yeah. But even as a, even before plant touching, even as an advertiser, media and events company, we had bank accounts shut down all the time sure. because you're Merchant affiliated, accounts. right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's the affiliation. Yeah. You promote the used sale or, or tell people where to find it right. or something like but, that. And it's, but uh, Tim, I mean, Paul and I, we've been, we've both been banned from major banks personally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. personally because of it, uh-huh. It's which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's still, uh, for, I think there's a, there's a growing group of people who think this is normalizing and they're, they're really caught off guard when they find out how redundant your businesses have to be to merchant accounts, to bank accounts, two of everything, the just in case factor. And I think, and high times probably did that for, for in spades. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, people, you know, they see a state legalize and expect that, you know, you can operate like a normal business. Like a normal business, right? <laughs> like, forget about the federal rules around 280E and tax deductions. Like, just simply, I mean, I used to have service providers like website development companies refused to work with me at my I previous cannabis I, company yes, saying, I'm sorry, I'm not August. even willing to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Divi, yeah. by the way. Divi oh, won't really? take your money. Divi okay. won't take a normal person's money if if you find somebody online who's related to it. And, and it just, I don't uh, know. Email, you're right. Website providers. So there's still providers, a long way to go. There's still, long yeah. way to go. We can't advertise. There Even in California, forget about the Utah rules around advertising, but in California, right, I wish that I could put up a Google ad to drive people to my storefront. I can't do it. Google right. won't take my money. Well, and they changed the Instagram. billboards. Uh, changed yeah, in, any interstate in that interstate. crosses state lines, you can't put up a billboard. So they made that more challenging. But every company has their own rules and what they want to do, and most of them don't want to deal with cannabis. So mm-hmm. they don't. So what's what's high times? So high times is now vertically integrated in a, in a way that no other cannabis company really is. Correct. Right. With so the, we don't with the media. Yeah, company. exactly. So vertically integrated people generally think of growing manufacturing retail. We're a different vertical, right? You're also We're, content. Yeah, exactly. It's content and events. It's customer acquisition, really. How do you do? One of the things I was going to ask you with these events was when you had when you have them in person, you can't have product from multiple states. No. How how does that work in the US? It's so it's all, just like all a regional meaning correct. a state state by state. State by state. state, by state. All state, state by state. So when we host an event in Detroit or around Detroit and Michigan, it's I mean we can't have a vendor come with product unless they show us that they're licensed by the state. We verify everything has to be state specific. Then you go to Nevada, California. So it makes for interesting things because it's all demographics, right? It's some weed in California. There's just different products there than you might find in different states. And we're crowning different categories, right, of the best cannabis. And um, yeah, it'll be all different brands. Some brands through licensing deals, right, have Have skipped across state lines. So you'll see the same brands, but it'll be different. Say the growers. same genetics? No, not generally. Almost, almost. I would never. say almost never. Some companies that are working with groups like Seed Junkie or others, like, are trying to create this base of like having the same genetics in multiple states, starting from seed. Mm-hmm. And okay, this brand you know is always starting from the same genetic material, but that's far and few between right now. But also, even then, when you pop seeds, you find a pheno. There's yeah. such a different. There's a difference yeah, in even, this phenotype. Like, or even grower conditions, right? Yeah. An indoor grower yeah. isn't built the Altitude, same. Altitude. Yeah, correct. All kinds of things. Yeah. Well, it's like coffee, right? Yeah. Just totally Very regionalized. Regional. Yeah. Um, so with Beehive, what products? You've got Buzz. Is this the only flower you're growing? No, we've got uh, we've got ice cream cake there. We have green crack. We've got some mochi gelato. We've got some Lavender Jones, some of the older legacy strains that Lavender Jones, Purple Afghan Kush, but they're all under Kush. the Buzz brand right all now. Under but the yeah, Buzz all brand. under Buzz brand right now. And then, um, you know, we're working through some regulatory uh, speed bumps uh, regarding the cookies launch. Oh right, yes. And, and how so, would you, because of the name, because there is some. Well, with this le- recent legislation, it's defined as a recreational disposition. Well, that n- that, that name, name was included in that piece that would 
So for those of you who didn't hear, that was the episode with Rich Oborn where we discussed this uh, in detail. So go back to that one a a couple of weeks here and listen to that discussion. And so that uh, then puts rulemaking authority in Department of Ag to determine what is recreational or not. And so- Got it. um, But that is one of the most popular strains in the country. It is probably the biggest brand in cannabis right now. Cookies is one of the most well-known pain control strains that exists because it's full of beta caryophylline strain too. Yeah. But the brand ultimately, the brand cookies, mm-hmm. the um, high level brand. And then there's multiple strains underneath the cookies kind of brand, parent, right? And I each see. one of those strains will do something different. But your point well taken Girl Scout cookies initially yeah. created right by that company, um, together with some of their other strains are, are incredibly popular amongst certain patients. And I, I just heard this anecdotally in Maryland as well is exactly that is like, there's a certain demographic or the state also had some regulatory issues. Maryland's very medical state as well. Mm-hmm. But once kind of the patients spoke out and they realized what those strains did for patients, they gave the approval and it's like the top selling strain in Maryland. Yeah. I think that, but that again, with the uh, high times or something that the public or the department has decided sounds too recreational, then they're, they're really trying to put a I don't know. They're tr- I don't know. I we can get into this. No, 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 no. We, we, it's uh, it's what it is. Is it's everyone's trying their best. Regulators are moving sure. quickly. Laws pass. People have to have a position. It's just. I think. I think we'll come to a solution. Because um, again, by all means, like we we do not like like people have a really big misconception of a medical market of cannabis. Everyone thinks, okay, medical pass. When's rec gonna pass? Honestly, I hope Reg never passes here because things happen in that marketplace that you 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 can't undo in in a medical market. So right now, people are well, saying, "Well, it, de- it from the medical side, it delegitimizes it as a medicine agreed, when you sir. move to recreational, especially when you move that way too fast." One hundred percent, right? And that's I think what you saw in Oregon. With their medical program goes down twenty percent or 70% after, uh, you know, the adult use passes. But there is, I keep telling people, there's a third of the users here who've never used before in their life, and they would not have found cannabis unless it was medical. medical right. right. So there's a there's an expansion of access with but, medical. But you also have to look at it from a, from put your patient hat on now and think, what, is, what does recreational tax and the additional burden passed through to a customer do. Now these $60 eighths That's right. now become $85. Correct. Because of regulation. Well, the adult use bill in Utah will have a, a tax, tax, an excise tax or some type of extra. You've got a top. really good point. We we there, did there, the calculation there is, there is no for uh, Wendover. Use, there is no adult use Utah bill just for any no, 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 listening. No, but, right. And but there's any, no plan. Hypothetical. There's no hypothetical. Correct. But yeah. any adult use bill typically... Like, because that's that's one of the things that moves the needle for yeah. for people is okay we can have this additional and you can income have it and well and you look at the cost um, if you're complaining about the cost of the Utah program you know the the cost of the medical visit you you got and the and the cost of the product you're thinking it's high if you compare that to driving all the way to even Wendover mm-hmm. right what gas prices now especially. <laughs> And, and yeah. time and then and risk all that time and, and risk and then you're crossing state lines and then you're buying it at 22% tax right. there and bringing it all the way back, breaking state laws, federal laws. Even the numbers work out to be as, as inexpensive here already. Yeah, for sure. But And I remember, I mean, Utah program, the medical program launched and there was kind of this uh, recoil at the pricing and yet Missouri went live about the same time with $100 eights. That was the cheapest you could find. And so, you know, you're looking at it, okay, 60 versus 100. It's like, I'd rather be in the Utah program, right? It's just, I feel because we're surrounded by recreational states and states that have had programs for many, many years with prices coming down little by little year over year, people get accustomed to that's what you should pay. And they, and so the, the price was a little bit of a shock, but if you compare it to a state that's around, you know, dry states, if you will, then yeah. prices are sky high. Boy, this, uh, I'll tell you, I used um, ice cream cake when I hurt my back two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. I just 
my back totally locked up and I couldn't walk for a couple of days. Mm. It happens once every couple of years to me. It's, it's you know, I should get it looked at. But uh, <laughs> I had to, I'll be honest, I had to really use a lot of cannabis to get the pain wow. like pretty bearable, which I was surprised about. It seems like, you know, we, we talk to patients and we tell them to, you know, use as least amount as possible. But there is a time and a place, and this is not medical advice, folks, but <laughs> there's a time and a place where you just got to get as, basically as high as you can stand uh, to get through the to pain. To like get through the yeah. pain, right? How, how's your back now? Oh, it's way better. Three days of complete, like, I can't do anything because the first day I couldn't walk at all. Second day, I could make a cup of coffee. Third day, I could, you know, watch Olympics and, you know, get and eat, mm. eat lunch. But both the muscle relaxation, the pain control, and then keeping my mind away from work, I, I couldn't have done it without it. Totally. No, that has been, uh, we, we, we we're putting that in rotation a little more. So you'll see more ice cream cake. Um, I'm, 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 I'm excited for pe people's reaction mm -hmm. on the new menus because I think it's also important to keep putting out different stuff. It's challenging too when you have a small garden because you're also limited. So un until we get our expansion up and running, we're going to be trying to maximize what we have and, you know, this, grow this really good flower. I mean, and the mm. green crack. And the green crack. The green crack is a great one. I yeah. think we're going to maybe put that on ice for a little bit and then bring it back. But we'll see. And I'm such a lightweight, you know? You're good. I'm trying to work on my tolerance. Though. This, 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 I mean, the volcano is very, <laughs> very effective. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what else should we talk about? You guys, dealer's choice. Well, Bijan just mentioned expansion. So <clears throat> for those that don't know, if you have one cultivation license in the state of Utah, it allows you to grow in two different locations. So we had been searching high, far uh, for a industrial warehouse, but with COVID, all the big companies snatched up every warehouse you could find. So that had been made very difficult. So we're working on some options. Uh, we might be able to expand at our current spot. And uh, so that'll just increase canopy, allow us to bring out more Varieties, more strains at the same time. Uh, feed, just feed more stores because right, stores, right yeah. now it's also a little bit harder. Where you know we sell we sell so much at retail, so mm -hmm. if our output is X and our sales are Y, we we also have to make sure that other people have enough to eat as well. Right. Yeah, because yeah, if you get, we have a lot of patients move a lot. We've been surprised at how move how what how what people what, are moving around. What do you think? What do you think is the driver? the driver there. Cause a lot of stuff is priced differently at different stores, same stuff, priced differently. Price differently. Is it? Yeah. I, I think people are learning that they can go like if they're headed home to Tooele, they're, they're going to find you. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas eventually in the beginning, they were all. People are look, still, people, people are still, were still finding us though. Like I, they I, like, are, but people were going to Dragonfly for a whole year because they didn't know anybody <laughs> didn't, else yeah. was open. Yeah. Now, God bless them. I love you, Kevin, over there. But no, they're, they're, they they're, really they're didn't know stuff. anybody else was even open. Yeah, and they would live by one, like in Ogden. <laughs> they were driving all the way down to Salt Lake. So. Yeah. That's the problem with the advertising, though, right? Nobody right. can really get the word out. Nobody I mean, you can are on get the, the word state website, but I can count on the one hand. And well, not not to no, retailers. not to mention, Paul, we just got our Instagram shut down. So oh, that's thank oh, you. that's right. All, all all you haters, thank you because <laughs> we're just gonna make another one, and we'll just get that one shut down again. Yep. Yeah. Every time your reach increases, kaboom! Somebody uh, flags you, and then you're you're suppressed. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised on Instagram. We've had okay success on Instagram. It's Facebook, man. We cannot get any reach on Facebook at all. It's 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 hard, but uh, same company though, just different internal policies and no rhyme or reason, right? You do everything right. You follow the rules. You don't sell anything right. on Instagram, yeah, you don't sell right? Anything. And you have your license numbers there, so they know you're legit. And it doesn't matter. It shuts you down. And now it's the one voice we had to kind of speak to our patient base. You know, to this is what's going on. Come in, so. Just got to start over and do it again. Yeah, that's that's so crazy how they can even do that. Yeah, I mean, it's technically it's federally legal, so 
They report to bigger people than we do. Anybody wondering, it's Beehive Pharmacy with enough backup is our new. Yes. Beehive Pharmacy backup is our new Instagram handle. So go check yeah. it out. Hopefully we get Beehive Pharmacy backup. <laughs> no, but it is backup. <laughs> do you, uh, are most people coming through the drive through now? Um, people still do. Door? People still do. It's, uh, yeah, people like still come drive through. 50% of orders or so coming through, through the, the drive through. Is it that high right now? I remember the numbers. Do you have delivery yet? We're about to do delivery. What's the name of the delivery service? Do you know? Do you We're going to do it internally. You're going to do it yourself? Yeah. It was yeah. a, it was a build versus buy decision and, uh, you decided to do we it. We decided to do it. So can you, can you sell space in your car for flyers for like red hanger dry cleaners or for, or for Utah therapeutics or for Utah Not for me. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, uh, you know, like Mo Betta, hmm. you know, food. I don't know. I think, I, I mean, well, I don't think I know all the, all the driver stuff needs to be, um, discreet non-marked, yep. you know? So it's mm. not like this is a truck delivering weed and you can get, a menu at Mobetta's, you know? I, <laughs> right, yeah. So, I, I just, you know, I'm always interested in like, what else can you do Yeah, I, at, I know, the, I, at the I, point I know, of sale? I know originally the advertising requirements were a little bit undefined for those third-party couriers. Yeah. So we've been seeing our friends love the billboards, love them. Yeah. They're I think, everywhere. I, they mm-hmm. are. I yes. think it helps raise awareness for everybody. That cannabis my, is legal in Utah. I still talk with people every day that have no idea there's a medical bill in Utah. Yeah, that's like, my billboard. And <laughs> um, yeah, and it's uh, no matter how much exposure any other like QMP group gets, it's totally great for us. Yeah. Because right? yeah. it just exposure they ask the is- the question. People yep, They talk to four or five people. For sure. Uh, they learn it's legal here and where, you know, where they can- what. If it's an option for Yeah. We talk a lot about how we're not really in competition with the other licensed groups. Our main competition is the illicit market. It doesn't matter what state you're in. I talked about California, but Utah has a big underground market with I-80 coming through here. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's any surprise. So it's us really educating patients here that, or potential patients that, hey, this is legal now. You can go through and get your card and come into a pharmacy. And But for uh, a lot of people too, they're like, well, why would I do that? And, and if, if, if you truly are mindful of like what you eat and what you're putting in your body, what you're consuming, then you want to know that this has been tested, you know, a lot. We want to talk about lessons in California. So Mm. a lot of things in California that never would pass testing would allegedly get destroyed. Then those things allegedly appear in other markets. (laughs) So yeah. like mm-hmm. if if you really don't have a grip we had didn't we have something like that here coming out of Tooele or something a huge there's always huge something. bust always so so the, so Paul's comment about the 80 and the 15 yeah. this is where the 80 and the 15 meet and so there's people always getting caught with you'll read on KSL 300 pounds in a, yeah. a a car in Summit County or Tooele County or whatever yeah. and that guy's you know going back to Al- Albany New York or wherever he's from so so you get a lot of a lot of questionable product. You have these vape pens back in during the, you know, yep, quote unquote vape, vape gate, the yeah. vape gate yep. stuff. Yeah. So those are full with dilutants, vitamin E acetate. A lot of the actual oil itself was, had uh, like microbutanol, mm-hmm. pesticides. Um, so like if you have dirty flour that doesn't pass and then you extract it, now all those pesticides are concentrated in that, right. in that distillate. In that distillate. And then that's what's being used to then make, uh, gummies and fill vape carts. So, And even before that, if you have flour from California that pops for a pesticide that Bajan just mentioned, microbutanol, it's, or it's called Eagle 20 as well. And it's sprayed on like fruits and vegetables in California. So it's not dangerous if you eat it. But if you put flame to the weed, it turns into cyanide and you're inhaling that. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, <laughs> talking about being careful about what you're putting in your body, like there's dangerous chemicals that you know, you can be inhaling if you just, if you don't know where the flower is coming from. And and even, even on the, on the edible side, because we get a lot of people that come into the store and they're like, Hey, I bought these gummies and you know, they'll pull up a picture on their phone and they're like these gummy bears that are like rolled around in distillate. And it's like, you, you don't really know what's in that with these, you know, you know how much is in one serving and one product. Um, are these in your store? These ones are not. We're actually 
going to start producing these here in the next few weeks. Um, these are going to be, I think, a really good product for this market. Um, Do you these want are, to talk about them? They're just empty packages right now, but they're, uh, they're, they're tablets, yeah? Yeah. So these are uh, pro tabs by Level. Um, Level was started by uh, one of the smartest guys in cannabis that I know, uh, Chris Emerson. He's a PhD. Brilliant guy, brilliant team. Him and his wife run the company. And they have really formulated a great product. It's a small form factor. It doesn't digest in your liver. So the, the effects are very similar to a flower high. Mm-hmm. It doesn't convert into 11-hydroxy. So it's not like that, you know, that meme when an edible kicks in and you're like, yeah. you know, riding that rocket mm-hmm. ship. So it, it doesn't give you that. It's, it's a very familiar um, experience to what you would get if you medicate with flour. So we're going to drop these. We're going to have 100 milligram tabs, uh, 25 milligram tabs, single packs, four packs, 10 packs. So I think it'll be a really good alternative for people that, you know, are familiar with the edible consumption, but uh, are also new to cannabis and, you know, maybe don't want to take something with sugar and gelatin and food coloring and all the other stuff in there when this is simply just... Well, the tolerance will be a little different because if it doesn't convert to 11-hydroxy, then the high, the it's almost like the level of high or that level of psychoactivity is different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But yeah. consistent dosing, we, we do need more products in Utah with consistent dosing so that you know exactly how many milligrams you're taking, what it's likely going to feel like. From a medical standpoint, that's that's just how medicine should be taken. Understood, and and that's the same approach. That that's why you know I've known these guys for five plus years, and when this market opened up, you know we have what the third or four, fourth worst opioid problem right now. Yeah, and yeah, it's huge. And so for a lot of chronic pain people, this is not an unfamiliar method yep. of consumption. Whereas. Uh, vaporizing flour or vaporizing yeah. a cartridge might be, or yeah. even taking a gummy. Some people are like, yeah. "Oh, I mean, it's like I'm eating candy, like True. those uh, the gummy vitamins." Yeah, True. You know, they True. feel like it's not real. It's yeah. not real. Pills are pills are just so much easier for people to understand when it comes to medicine. And and part of it too is just watching a lot of these uh, you know variable doses of edibles sell really well and really poorly. And so we're yeah. coming out with uh, a smaller dose market more of that micro tier single digit milligrams. You can see so as a retailer though that's a that's a, a good point you bring up. You can see what patients want, yep. what where the demand is and then you know even if you're a little smaller with the production side now you're kind of coming into it in a better spot where you can develop yeah. products that, that it's just market research, want. right? It's like yeah. you know exactly what's selling, you can go back and you can build what people want to buy, right? So you don't have to guess and check, you don't have to come out with something and test it. You know, it's, it's, has that been something that you personally have been able to really influence in Beehive because your experience in the marketplace? Uh, a little bit, but I, w- I wouldn't say to that extent. But I think, um, I helped a lot early on on like what e commerce business to, or to, you know, go with like Dutchie on the front end so we can take orders online and, uh, like our big sign, you know, instead of the brand name, just put a big green cross and, right. you know, it's like the bat signal. Right. And so yeah, it anyway, it was just a lot of those little things. It is that, going down the 201, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, 80. Yep, right out the 201. Right, yeah. You know, and so it was more kind of business related stuff that like I actually tried and failed and iterated and went through multiple versions of things um, to kind of figure out what works. And then we just got the benefit on the beehive side of like, hey, let's skip all that. And these guys build the best website for cannabis retail stores. So let's go there. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, again, a lot of this, a lot of how we ran thing is all relationship based. So yep. it, we work together because we want to work together. It's not because it was like, oh, this is the only opportunity at hand and this is a forced relationship, you know? So we've got a lot of trust there. Um, but also too, to the earlier point, we can listen at the registers and be like, Mm -hmm. yo, people are asking for more concentrates. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to take all of our trim and we're going to now make concentrates that everybody that's going out to Wendover doesn't need to go to Wendover anymore. It's like, we're going to now have some good cured live resin. We're going to have some cured resin. We're going to do some solventless. And, and again, it's that comment 
Paul made earlier, you can't be everything to everybody. We can't, we can't sell mids and also pretend to sell top shelf and then also pretend to sell, um, right. you know, little chintzy, like, uh, uh, snake oil type items. <laughs> and so, so it's like picking what's really important to us. Like we're super passionate about the brands we're bringing levels. One of them cookies mm-hmm. is another one. Um, you know, you've seen a couple of the other brands that we've launched at Beehive, like Proper, yep. like Relief, Relief Society. Society yeah. Those so, two are, are great brands too. By and, the way, and that they Relief have, they Society have great, is they have really great, great products too. Yeah. You know, and, and and part of part of our strategy on the Relief Society carts was we see a lot of carts come through the store with returns, bad hardware, mm-hmm. bad inputs. So how can we make that tweak a little bit? And this was the stuff we saw in California, the $1 Chinese cartridges, like they have a failure rate and you know what it is. And so, yeah, you can save a couple of bucks, but then your brand gets a bad reputation of your hardware failing all the time. So, you know, do you spend some more money? Do you upgrade the hardware? Do you just kind of work with people like Release Society to let them know this is exactly what works? We've already tested it. I've already been through all these iterations in California and yeah, use this manufacturer for your hardware and no returns yet, I guess yeah. I just heard today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been great. And so... So, so we, we have the luxury of also, again, put our patient hat on, like, mm-hmm. would we, would we use this? What issues do we have? Cause we're using it. Okay. Does this hardware need better improvement? Let's try and do something. Is the flower testing well enough? You know, a lot of, a lot of people are, are, are either flavor chasers or potency chasers. So, you know, with flavor, you need more terpenes, you need more resin production, which adds the medicinal benefit of the actual plant itself so how can we double down our on our environmentals let's change our the way we feed let's change our schedule let's let i mean i'm not i'm I'm generalizing here but what the changes we've made in cultivating in the last six seven months look completely different and so over the next couple months you'll see the flower quality starting to increase because once you make a change you're not going to see it until the end product six seven months later so things that we're doing now, you're not going to see at market until what July ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys really are now that I've been talking to you for the hour. You guys are the you're the only owners who know the business top to bottom. <laughs> you realize that, don't you? Well, I don't, like I don't. from clear out to the consumption side, yeah. nobody know nobody's doing it all the way, or nobody's really involved all the way in the vertical. Right, they're either involved heavily in the retail, and not in the grow and the producing, the production. Yeah, but but you guys but I, seem to be like, involved all. Yeah, the way. I don't. I don't know. Um, like I don't know enough of the other operators to to know that actually. So it's interesting. But you know, before I was running High Times, I was uh, the CEO of a company called Grupo Floor, which was one of the larger vertically integrated companies in California. So I have run 230,000 square feet of cultivation in Dutch glass greenhouses myself, right? I actually worked with the greenhouse companies to convert them from cut flowers to cannabis. So I understood, I, I had to learn everything from light cycles and, you know, what we're talking about environmentals with lights and humidity and everything Bajan just mentioned. So while I'm not doing it at high times, you know, bringing all those skills together with what Bajan knows and, and some of our other partners, um, yeah, we've been at every single level from, yeah, I had the, the first beginning. ever hydrocarbon extraction license in the state of California was in Salinas, California. It was me because yeah. we brought the Colorado Department Marijuana Enforcement Division, MED, spoke with them, brought their fire department consultants out to California, worked with the cities. Like you didn't have a choice but to actually build it, right? So. Right. You know, we're doing the same thing here, but we, you know, we can benefit. Bajan was in California for a while too, so he saw all that. So we're now owners, operators. We now have been involved in every single thing from genetics through to retail delivery. And, you know, I think, you know, it's it shows in our product here in Utah that we care a lot about what we do. Yeah. And, you know, while while we're not in the garden every day, you know, we got a really solid team up there and we we're getting better at figuring it out. Yeah. But we when we do make a change, we all know like what we're changing. Yeah. And so, why. so, so it's, it's a double-edged sword though, because while we are involved, yeah, you know, that may inhibit our growth or our ability to yeah, scale at that speed. degree. But I think right yeah. now when you're juggling chainsaws, it's better to be careful. You're mm-hmm. juggling some, some pretty good chainsaws though. I mean, you've, you've got a, you've got a very successful, uh, in my opinion, you, you run a really great pharmacy, 
your pharmacists in both locations are excellent. Thank you. Really involved. Mindy and I talk and all the time and She's are great. involved in a group, <laughs> you know, from, from Brigham city. So, uh, and yet your, it almost seems like the best is yet to come still mm-hmm. because all you have all of this expansion of grow the product side, the brands you want to bring on. I mean, yeah, yeah it's in, and, right? and on top of that is just like double down on customer service, you know, yeah. everyone's trying. So we, we, we don't want our spot to be a place people come because they feel like they have to. It's because it's a place they come because they want to, they trust the people that are there as the pharmacist, as the pharmacy agent, mm-hmm. as us, the owners, because there's not a lot of people that I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm very open about like, yo, like know who, know who you're supporting. Right. You know, it's, it's like that whole, uh, you know, know where your food comes from campaign. Mm-hmm. So we have, a, we yeah. have a pretty small team and we're, I'd say we're probably the mom and pop underdog. <laughs> <laughs> you won't, yeah. you won't always be. Yeah. And you mentioned Brigham city. We haven't talked a lot about that, but that's the second location of the retail store for those that, yeah, don't, for those know, that don't know. You know. We are in Salt Lake off the 201, but Brigham city right in between kind of what Logan and Ogden, if you will. Oh and, yeah. You got to make the turn off of the freeway to go up, uh, up the Canyon. So take the up, 1100 South exit. Yep. Yeah. We're right in the same parking lot as Walmart next to subway and a supercuts. Yep. Right. Like in between there in that strip, like a little strip mall, your signs on the back of the store. You'll see the green cross. I see, I see it every time I drive up. You'll see the green cross. And if you're a patient in Salt Lake, all your information's, you know, in Brigham city. So you don't have to see the pharmacist again, unless you want to. Um, and And there's probably no line there most of the time. Um, honestly, it's been getting a lot busier. Mindy's been doing a really good job of she, she comes by, make sure our patients know that she's, <laughs> she's up there. Well, yeah. she took over, uh, she took over like her own ordering. Oh, know? does she? And so we were trying to run things central to Salt Lake. Yeah. And this is an example of areas where we thought we knew, Hey, this yeah. is the right strategy. We learned, you know, it's not. And so centralizing ordering was was great for vendors, but kind of a nightmare for us because the frequency of what was happening in Brigham City was different. And, well, and it'd be Salt totally Lake different. Was yeah. different. Different product yeah. selections. And we stuff. run that. I mean, different we, demographic. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we we look at the ratios of what sells flower, edibles, mm-hmm. uh, vape carts different in Salt Lake than it is in Brigham, and we have the same products on the menu. So, yeah, uh, Mindy and the crew, Zed, Landon, we we got a couple new hires up there as well. Um, they've been holding it down, some new pharmacists, and we're hoping that we can be kind of that specialty location for, again, that high-end top-shelf medicine that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get at other pharmacies. Mm, yeah, cool. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's been growing month over month. So I think really just as patient count has gone up, we see the results at the end pharmacy. That's cool. Okay, so tell me your Instagram again, the new one. Beehive Pharmacy Backup. Beehive Pharmacy Backup but with an F. Pharmacy with an F. Pharmacy yep. with an F. Yep. How else can people get a hold of you? What's what's the address of the locations? So BeehivePharmacy.com. From there, you can either make a registration appointment as a new patient. You can view our menu for both stores. You place an order there. Salt Lake's location, 1991 South, 3600 West, uh, Salt Lake City, 84104. So that's right off the 201, right near Bangor Highway. Mm-hmm. Brigham Easy City. To to. Brigham City is eleven fifty South, eight seventy West, Unit I'm t- C. I'm testing you right there. I know. Yeah. Unit I can C. Right next to Subway. Follow your nose. To just Subway. follow follow your nose when <laughs> yeah. you go to Subway. Just stop by the <laughs> stop by the medicine store. But you can uh, also call us if you have any questions. And you can find you at utahmarijuana.org/dispensaries for anybody who's just looking up dispensaries in Utah, not medical cannabis pharmacies, you tend to run into us. Mm. And we have all of your information, both locations too, and some really good reviews, actually. Well, great. And I know we've got some And we've done articles on uh, some of the stuff on utahmarijuana.org. I know we also have some deals for some of your patients as well. New patients. If you see us in West Valley, especially, you're going to get a coupon to the pharmacy Straight Across away. Yep. And you can just, well, you 
Okay. So we did have some patients. We've had patients come in in the morning and then by the time they leave our office, have their card and be able to come across the street. Mm. We've, we've actually had that happen. That's great. Because so the so Department of Health has been so, almost everybody gets a same day turnaround now, but some people get a two hour turnaround because uh, the Department of Health has been really on top of that location. Uh, your location was really popping during the letters. Oh, the letters like was great because you could walk over. Because <laughs> you would walk right? over. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Yeah, we're uh, there's some things with the with the system right now that are. Uh, I'm squinting my eyes right now, people. Okay, so Utah that. in the weeds podcast. If you're not subscribed, then subscribe to the podcast. Uh, UtahMarijuana.org/slash/dispensaries. Beehive Pharmacy. Man, it's been great talking to you, Bijan, and Paul. You congratulations mm-hmm. with your store. Thank you. In California for and high the times new role. and the new, new role. role here. And and for those that don't know, I live in Utah. So I just, I never clarified that. This is my home base. Uh, I travel for high times. So my office for high times is in Venice Beach, but I'm on the road generally three to four weeks out of the month. Uh, didn't, you, didn't you go to BYU? I did go to BYU. And he well. went to, see, so I'm we Utah have got some. Through. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not the outside guy coming in. I live here. Well, and there's the bells. There's the <laughs> that's church the wrap bells. Up. That's it. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there.